Hey, 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 glad you guys are here tonight. If nobody else said welcome, I wanna say welcome. I know some of you guys even came in after Jason said that. So I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, some of you guys might already be thinking, hey, we only sang like two songs and then he's already up there. We're gonna have a few extra songs at the end tonight. Uh, so it'll be a lot of fun. We'll get to worship a little bit more uh, through music at the end. But I wanna, I wanna just tell you something real quick. I was just thinking about this. one supposed to be part of what I was talking about. But I am incredibly excited over these next like six to seven weeks before we leave for Beach Retreat. You guys know uh, the high school students leave for Beach Retreat in seven and a half weeks, junior high students, eight and a half weeks. And I can't wait, I'm excited about all the things that are coming up next week. Some of your peers are gonna be standing up here. Some other second students are gonna be standing up here and they're gonna be the ones delivering the message. And then the week after that, we have the Beach Retreat Bash. Our Beach Retreat Band will be here leading worship, worship two weeks from today. Uh, so that's gonna be awesome. And then we have a whole lot of other stuff coming up the weeks after that. You'll find out all about it, crawfish boil, things like that, um, that are gonna be awesome uh, weeks that you won't wanna miss. So if you're here tonight, do not miss any week over the next seven and a half weeks. It's going to be incredible. Um, before we keep talking about jackpot and I tell you about some of the things that are gonna happen tonight and then we get into what the Bible says, uh, I, wanna, I wanna tell you we were just singing a song uh, and a lot of you guys were singing, God, you make me brave, you make me brave, you've called me out beyond the shore into the waves and stuff. I wanna challenge you over these next couple weeks uh, to be brave, okay? Some of you guys were singing it, some of you guys were thinking about it, just kind of looking at it and saying, yeah, that's what I want. God, I want you to do that, I want you to make me brave. I wanna challenge you to be brave over these next couple weeks and do something maybe a little bit different than you would normally do. Next week's an easy one. Uh, I wanna challenge you to just ask somebody to come with you when you come. Just ask somebody to come with you. I believe there's something here for you every single week, but I also believe one of the coolest things that can happen to you is for one of the people that you bring to get to experience God themselves. So before we get started on everything else, I wanna challenge you to do something brave over the next couple of weeks. And every week, just ask somebody to come with you. Don't ask your friend that goes to like, you know, Woodridge or some other church like that, that's a great church and, and stuff, and they're there on a Wednesday night. Don't try to take them out. We don't, we're not, we're not trying to get people from other churches to come here, but there are plenty of people that you guys see that need to be here too and hear from God and get to experience God, maybe some of them for the first time. So I wanna challenge you to be brave, to do something different over the next couple of weeks, all right? Fair? Cool? Let's try this. Cool, is that cool? You guys cool with that? You guys up for it? Anyone up for it? Say yeah, if you're up for it. Yeah, yeah all right, I like it. All right, hey, um, I'm not really gonna talk much about this. John will talk about it at the end and remind you. But uh, tonight, when you walk out, we're in this series called Jackpot. We've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks. Tonight is the last night, and uh, I'm glad you guys braved the rain. And by rain, I mean blue skies right now. But I'm glad you guys came out. But when you walk out, you're going to get one of these. It's a poker chip, but it's a reminder. Really, that's all it is. We're not gambling. Like, don't tell your parents, oh, they're telling us to gamble. That's not what we're talking about at all. But what it is, is it's a reminder to you that if you are in Christ, you have won the jackpot, okay? So when you go out, get one of these. On one side, it's got a second student shield. The other side, it says... Jackpot, okay? And it's a reminder to you. You can put it somewhere where you can be reminded that you have won the jackpot if you are in Christ. Let's pray and then we'll start on the scripture today. God, thank you. <clears throat> thank you for every student in this room and every adult in this room as well. But God, we pray right now in this time that you would speak, that as we open up your word, that we would hear from you 
And God, I pray for every student to not be distracted by anyone else, to not be distracted by a phone uh, or any person that's around them or even the things in their mind that can be a distraction. Lord, we pray that you would eliminate all those distractions, that every one of us tonight would hear something from you because we know that if we hear something from you and have a chance to respond and respond to you, that we can walk out of this place uh, closer to you and changed by what you wanna do in every one of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we've been in uh, 2 Peter chapter one. I'm gonna read kind of where we've been coming, uh, where we've been going the last couple of weeks, and then we're gonna look at our main passage of scripture here in just a second. 2 Peter chapter one, it says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need. How much has he given you? How much has he given you? everything you need to live a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. A reminder, you have what you need. If you're in Christ, you have everything you need to live a godly life. You might not know what you need, but what you need to know is you have everything you need, and some of you just might not know what you have, and you might not know how to use what you have, so that's what we've been talking about these last couple weeks, and we're gonna finish talking about that tonight. It says, in view of all this, verse five, make every effort, how much effort? How much effort? Every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence, with knowledge, self-control, patient endurance, godliness, brotherly affection, and love for everyone. I know I skipped some words, but it just is telling you what to build on top, one on top of another on top of another. It says, the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind. John talked about building those things on top of each other a couple weeks ago. Jason talked about this last week. Those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. And then this is the passage we're gonna be looking at today. It says, verse 10, so dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those who God has called and chosen Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, uh, Dr. Young, who some of you know from Beecher Tree, I know he doesn't come out here very often, but our pastor over all of our campuses, Dr. Young, uh, he wrote a book and he tells this story of a man who goes into a lawyer's office, his grandmother had just passed away. He goes into this lawyer's office and the lawyer says, your grandmother has left you an inheritance of $100 million. Now think about it. Imagine this is you for just a second, okay? You go in and some of you guys are like, that's sad, my grandma, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, I don't want you to be thinking that way, but he tells you, you have just been given an inheritance of $100 million. What would be going through your mind right now? What would be going through your mind? So all these things are going through this guy's mind. He's thinking about what he's gonna do. He's thinking about where he's gonna go. He's thinking about how he's gonna spend it and all that kind of stuff. And he says, but there's something else I need to tell you. (coughs) He says, she's left it in a trust fund. And you get the trust fund when you turn 60. This guy at the time is 20 years old. 20 years old. 
And now all of his hopes, all the stuff that he'd just been thinking about as he tried to gather his composure and not, not freak out entirely because he's just been told he has $100 million. Now he's told he gets it when he's 60 years old. And he just, I mean, everything is just, you know, everything's just dashed. All of his hopes and dreams feel like they just came crashing down all of a sudden because he's got to wait 40 years is what he thinks. I've got to wait 40 years. And then the lawyer says, but there's something else. And the guy says, no, I can't handle anything else. I don't want to hear anything else. I cannot handle it. I'll see you when I'm 60 years old. And he storms out the door. And what the lawyer was just about to tell him is that you're not allowed to have that $100 million, but you are allowed to live off the interest at a 5% interest rate. So let's do some math here. I know, I know we had a short week of school. Let's do some math. 5% interest rate on $100 million is how much per year? <laughs> I heard something thousand. $5 million, okay? Five million. Five percent of 100 million is what? Five million, good, good. I heard like $5,000. No, you're not even close. $5 million. So this man has access to $5 million every year, but he has rushed out because all he's thinking about is I don't get it until I get to this point. And so he goes out and lives a life as though he has nothing at all. He doesn't even know what he has access to. And this is the picture of what we're talking about in this jackpot series. That so many people live a life like they're bankrupt. Like this guy goes out and he lives like he's bankrupt. He struggles with money all the time. And, and if he just had listened and if he just paid attention, if he just sat and heard the rest of the story, he would have known that even though, yeah, I'm going to get the $100 million. And by the way, if you're in Christ, guess what? Going to heaven at the end of your life, whenever that happens to be, if you are in Christ, that's when you get everything. But a lot of people, they're just like, yeah, I just, I get to go to heaven when I die and that's it. And they miss out on all the stuff that God has for them until that time. Because God has so much for you in this life right now, where you're at, in this setting, in this day, today he has something for you, tomorrow he has something for you. And if you don't realize it, if you miss it tonight, then you might miss it every other day. And that's what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. You don't have to live your life spiritually, personally, experientially. When it comes to your relationship with God, you don't have to live your life bankrupt. And so many Christian people who have the name of Christ, they say, yeah, I'm in Christ. Christ is in me. I've given my life to God, but they live their lives spiritually bankrupt because they don't realize what they have access to. Now, Dylan's going to bring something up. Hopefully, all of you have a smiley face. Raise up your smiley face if you got one on your hand tonight. <clears throat> He's gonna bring up this box and hopefully you guys all put your, uh, your name into this box. And I wanna tell you, I want, I want you to think, you can bring that a little further up here, Dylan. I want you to think for just a second, what would it look like if you had all that money? Say you, you knew, okay, I've got $5 million every year and you never spend it. What good is it if you never use it? What good is hitting the jackpot spiritually in your relationship with God if you never actually use what God gives you even in this life? So here's what we have tonight. We got some, we got some prizes, okay? We got some prizes that we wanna give you guys. <coughs> I'm gonna draw, <coughs> I'm gonna draw some names 
out of, out of this box. You guys put your name on, on a chip, on a token, whatever you want to call it. You guys put your name on them. I'm going to draw some names out. If I draw your name, you're going to run up here really quick, and you're going to draw out of this bag. And I want you to know in this bag, you have a couple things you might get. You might get a $1 bill. This is a $1. It's like a little $1 chip. You may get, let's see, a $5, what is it, Starbucks card? $5 Starbucks card if you pull out a red chip. You might get a $20 iTunes, or no, $20 movie card. Sorry, there's a bunch of stuff in here. You might get a $10 iTunes card, or you may get a $100 Visa gift card. Okay, so there's a bunch of chips in here, all different colors. You can see all different colors, <clears throat> and uh, somebody might have a chance to hit the jackpot, all right? So here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna come up, you're gonna pull it. Whatever you pull, Dylan's gonna give you something, all right? Fair? All right, raise your hand if, if, you're, if your chip is in here. Raise your hand if your chip is in here, all right? Raise your hand if you wrote on a white chip. All right, James Parker, where are you at, James Parker? Come on, you gotta run up here fast. Come on, James. All right, reach in, man. Here you go, let's see what he gets. Pull out one. Ooh, what do we got? A $5 Starbucks card, congratulations, $5 Starbucks card. Should I put this one back in? Yeah, I'll put it back in. Another $5 option. All right, who filled out a red chip? Maddie, Maddie with a smiley face, no last name. Maddie, is that you? You did not put in a last name. M-A-D-D-I-E. All right, Maddie Green, all right. Uh, the smiley face is hieroglyphics for green. <clears throat> all right, I see the blue one in there. Right there, here you go. No cheating. Another red, all right, $5 Starbucks card, congratulations. All right. How about a blue? Who wrote their name on a blue? Trevor Pergberg. What, what's your last name, Trevor? Pergon? I don't think you know how to spell your last name. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I just can't read it. Another $5 Starbucks card, man. I can't believe nobody's pulled out a one. Crazy, all right, let's go with, uh, what color you want me to pull out? Another blue. Uh, Chance. Chance Moda. He didn't write his whole last name. No room, I know. Here you go. Pull it out. Let's go. Let's go fast. All right, $1 bill. Congratulations, $1 bill. All right, I'm going to pull these out. If I call your name, come on up. Amaya. Blank. <laughs> that was Dylan. Dylan, congratulations. Uh, Tate Harris. Sophie H, Colton Rice, hang on, JT Byers, Court Janik, 
Mackenzie Clark, Cassie Eden. All right, let's see what we get out of these. All right, let's line up. Right here, come up to the front. See what you get. Too high, I know. Ooh, a $20 movie card. $20 movie card, here we go. $5 Starbucks card, here we go, next up. Turn it in, $5, last, that's the last $5 one. $1 bill, dollar dollar bills. $5, we'll give him an iTunes card, I guess. Double it. $1 bill. All right, iTunes card, congratulations. Last one. Come on, be the one. Yeah, that is the one. That's the $1 bill. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Do a few more. I think we did a bunch, okay? No, I'm just kidding. All right. Thanks, Dylan. All right, so here's the deal. Whoa. So here's the deal. Right here, just a reminder that there was the $100 chip in here. Here's what happens. Many of you feel like your spiritual life is that same way. Like you're just drawn into a bag. Let's see what I get out of it. Okay, you know, I got, I got something cool, but maybe not as cool as somebody else got. And you just feel like that's the way it is. I want you to know every one of you have hit the jackpot if you're in Christ. But here's what I, here's what I want you to grasp for just a second. What a lot of people do, everybody look at me, everybody look at me. Here's what a lot of people do. Even if you know you've hit the jackpot, imagine for just a second that you came up here, you personally came up here and you personally pulled out a chip that was worth $1 million, $1 million. And you went out and you told everybody, that night I got a million dollars, that night I became a millionaire, right? And then all of your friends look at you and you're wearing these trashy clothes. You look like garbage. Your shoes have holes in them. And you say, I won a million dollars. I am a millionaire. And then years and years later, they keep seeing you. And every day you're like, oh man, I'm just so hungry. But I'm a millionaire. That night I became a millionaire. And there's a whole lot of people that this is what they do. They walk around and they say, yeah, I am a... Christian. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You guys are like, oh, yeah. A lot of people walk around and here's what they do. They say, they tell everybody, I'm a Christian. You wanna know what they tell everybody? Yeah, I gave my life to Christ when I was a kid. Yeah, I go to church. Yeah, I do all this kind of stuff. I'm a Christian, but when they look at your life, they say, I don't see any results of you actually being a Christian. It's like if you're a millionaire and you're walking around in those ratty clothes, ratty shoes, always saying you're hungry, always pretending like you can't afford anything, and you're like, man, I'm just so hungry, and then you're like, yeah, but I'm a millionaire. And what you're saying you are and who you're saying you are does not match up with what they see you do. With what they see you do. So here's the challenge, and this is the one I wanna leave you with tonight. Put it into practice. Put it into practice. Here's, here's another version of what this says, and I want this scripture, uh, if you can have it, stay up. The amplified version, stay up on the screen the rest of the time. 
Verse 10, it says, therefore believers, which means if you're in Christ, Christ followers, if you claim the name of Christian because you are in Christ, not because it's just cool to say you're a Christian, but because you're in Christ, if you take the name of Christian, listen, it says, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and his choosing you. And then it says, this is the version, this is what it means, this is what it's saying, be sure that your behavior reflects and confirms. Say reflect. Say confirm reflects and confirms your relationship with God. This is a mirror. This isn't a crazy mirror. It's not one of those goofy mirrors. I know I'm shining some of you guys in the face and you can't see anything. But here's the thing. When I look at this mirror, what I see in this mirror reflects what is really happening. So when I look in this mirror, I see a shirt that's kind of like white slash gray, kind of a a darker off-white, gray stripes, white in between, right? I mean, that's kind of what it is. I've got blue jeans on. I've got gray shoes with white on them. I probably got some messed up stuff on my face. I haven't shaved, I need to do that soon. There's some other things going on. But when I look at this mirror, I can see who I am because it reflects what I look like. It shows me what I look like. Here's what this says. It says, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. What it means, another translation says, prove by the way you live that you are a Christian. Prove to people, it says believers, prove that you are in Christ. Prove that God has changed your life. Now last week, one of the things that Jason said is he said that salvation is not about what you have done, it's about what God has done for you. And I want you to know, none of us in this room, based on what we do, can save ourselves. We are not, we do not get to heaven because of what we do. But what this passage is saying right here at the end is it says, because of what God has done for you, show everybody by the way you live. That's what it's talking about because God has changed your life because he has sent his son to die a death that you and I deserve because he has done that because he loves you so much. Show everybody by the way you live. If people were asked, the people that know you, the people that see you in, in school or out and about or on your teams or your, crew, your, your groups, your bands, your crew, whatever it might be, your squad, whoever it is, the people that know you, the people that see you, and even maybe some of the people that don't really know you but they still see you, what is your reflection showing? What do they think you are because of your reflection, not because of what you claim, not because of the title you claim, not because you say, yes, I'm a Christian, but what about the things you do, the things you say and who you are? Again, I have to tell you, and I wanna clarify, none of us in this room are going to be saved by what we do, but this passage talks about showing that you're a Christian by the way you live because I didn't marry my wife and say, yes, I commit my whole life to you. I love you so much. And that was the end of it. And then I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. And then I pretend like I don't love her. And then I, and then I go off and do everything that shows her the opposite. No, I try to show her that I love her and I make plenty of mistakes. She can tell you this. I had to say sorry yesterday because I was not being very nice. I make plenty of mistakes but I try to show my wife that I love her. I love her more than anyone else on the face of this planet. And I try to show her that by the way I live. I want her to know that. 
And again, I make plenty of mistakes. When it comes to my relationship with God, I make plenty of mistakes, but my goal and my desire is to do everything I can to show how grateful I am for what he's done for me. Everyone look up at me right here. I wanna challenge you to show and reflect. If you are in Christ, to show and reflect that what does your life reflect and what does it confirm to other people? Does it confirm when you say I'm a Christian and then they look at you and how you live and what you say and where you go and what you do and what you watch and how you treat your family, how you talk to your parents, how you talk to your siblings, the music you listen to, the movies you go to, the things again that come out of your mouth, when all of those things, when they look at all those things and you say I'm a Christian, and then they look at all these other things, does that confirm to them that yes, this person really is a Christ follower? Not a Christian in the name Christian, but somebody who follows Christ. Is that what your life confirms? What do people think about you? And then here's the end of that verse. It says, by doing these things, actively developing these virtues, you will never stumble in your spiritual growth and will live a life that leads others away from sin. I wanna pause for just a second and say, are you actively developing anything spiritually? Look at me, students. Are you actively developing anything spiritually? And I know you guys hear it all the time, but you'd be amazed at how often I talk to people and I say, hey, do you read your Bible? And they're like, no. No, Jason talked about lifting weights and he talked about having to move weight and how that makes you stronger. That's the way spiritually, one of the ways we move weight. If you're not opening your Bible, you're not spending time with God, then you're not actively developing really anything. Prayer, now that's a hard one. Some of you guys will be like, I don't I have a hard time. You know what? Just talk to God. Just be like, God, I don't even know what to say right now. Um, you know, help us not to drown in the flood. You know, whatever it is that comes to your mind, just say it, just talk to him, just like he's a friend, and you'll be amazed at what'll happen, and he'll begin to speak to you as you continue to speak to him. Open up the Bible, spend time in prayer, do things that are gonna help you develop your relationship with God. And then I wanna ask you a question, what do you lead others to? You see that up there. What do you lead others to? If they're following you, where are you taking them? If people are following you, where are you taking them? Are you taking them into sin? Are you following others into sin? Or are you leading others away from it? I made a challenge to you guys earlier, some of you guys, to just start bringing people, start inviting people. Pray and say, God, I want this person to come to church with me. I know they need to experience you. I need to experience you, but I know they need to also. So God, help them to say yes. And then just invite them and see what happens. Start leading others away from sin into the right place. Why don't you do me a favor? I want everybody to bow their heads for just a moment. Don't talk to anybody else around you. I want you to pretend like it's just me and you right now. Don't worry about anyone else in this room for the next minute. And I want you to answer these questions in your heart. I'm gonna ask you some questions and I want you to answer these questions. And really, I want you to say, God, I want you to help me answer these questions. What does your heart reflect? And what does your heart confirm? I know I talked about what your life reflects and what your life confirms, but what does your heart reflect and what does it confirm? And the reason I wanna clarify this is because I actually think there's some people in this room who you do reflection-wise, you've got everything put together. Yeah, you're not perfect, but other people would look at your life and legitimately they would probably say, yeah, that person's probably a Christian. But when you think about it for yourself, you say there has never been a time in my life 
where I've given my life completely to God, where I surrendered my life to God and I said, God, I am all yours. And so even your life might show one thing, but your heart, you know that you're separated from God. If that's you, I want you to know you can start a real relationship with God so that the inside is where everything flows from instead of just the outside covering up the death on the inside. You can come alive spiritually on the inside and so therefore the outside will begin to show what's really on the inside. Some of you tonight, you just say, you know what, I don't have a relationship with God. I don't have a personal relationship with God and you know that. I mean, your heart's telling you that, it reflects that and your life confirms it, your heart confirms it, all these things confirm that you don't have a relationship with God. Maybe you're struggling, maybe you're battling against a lot of things, maybe you're just really having a hard time and you've been trying to figure it out on your own. Or maybe with other people you've been trying to figure it out and tonight you just know that you don't have what it takes because none of us do and you're realizing for the first time that there's nothing you can do on your own to experience life and peace and joy that your heart deepest desire, as the deepest desire of your heart to experience. And tonight I wanna tell you, God loves you. He created you for a plan and a purpose. And our sin separates us from God. The things we do is us turning our back on God and going away from him. But the Bible says that we can turn around, we can come back to him, we can literally turn around and say, God, I wanna live for you. Instead of living my own way, away from you, I want to live for you for the rest of my life. The word for that in the Bible is Lord. It means master, it says, God, I'm making you Lord, I'm making you master of my life. Whatever you say goes. I don't know what all you say, but as I figure it out, when you say something, that's what goes. And you say, God, I'm turning from my way, and I wanna live for you. I want you to know there was a penalty for your sin. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, the punishment is death, but God loved you so much that he sent his son to pay the price that you and I deserve to pay so that we could be in relationship with him. And if that's you tonight, whether you were just faking it on the outside and your heart confirms something else, or you say, I, everything in my life, inside and out, has been showing that I'm not in a relationship with God, you can be in a relationship with God tonight. And if that's you tonight, you say, I want that, I desperately desire that, I need that, that's exactly what I need. Even if it's hard for some of you, maybe you've been faking it for a really long time. But if you say, that's me tonight, I need that tonight to start a relationship with God, a true, genuine relationship with God, then I want you in your heart to God, not in your head, not in your mind, but you speaking to God from your heart, I want you to say this, God, in the best way I know how, I turn from living my way. And I wanna live for you for the rest of my life. Just tell him. Say, the best way I know how, I turn from living my way and I want to live for you for the rest of my life. And then invite him in, say, God, come into my life and make me brand new. Tell him thank you, say, thank you God for loving me and sending your son to die a death that I deserve. Come into my life and change me and help me to never, ever, ever be the same again. Everyone in this room has their heads bowed and their eyes closed. But if that was you and you made that decision tonight for the very first time, you say, I gave my life to God. I really mean it. I gave my life to God tonight. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to just look up at me and make eye contact with me. If that's you tonight, you gave your life to God tonight. Just look up at me, make eye contact.
Is that why you're looking at me? You gave your life to God tonight. You're serious about it. You mean it. With everything in you, you're serious. Man, I'm proud of you. So excited for you. That's awesome. Do you have somebody next to you to be excited for you? Okay, just nudge them, let them know. Say, hey, that's me. I made that decision tonight. That's awesome. I'm proud of you. Keep looking up at me. Anyone else? Will you do me a favor? You can take your friend if you want. Jason Mix, right back there. He's right back here in this aisle. I see him standing up right here. Can you do me a favor? We'd love to just help you start this thing. It's brand new, right? And we're get, get you help. we want to help you get started. If you'll just stand up, go right here to Jason. You can take your friend if you want. Go right back there with Jason. For the rest of you tonight, I want you to take this first worship song where you sing, come to the altar. I want you to take this first worship song and I wanna challenge you, whatever it is in your life that doesn't reflect that you are in Christ, if you are in Christ, whatever it is that doesn't show or reflect that, the things you say, the things you do, the things you listen to, the things you watch, the places you go, the sites you visit, whatever it might be, any one of a million things, the way you treat your family, the way you treat your parents, the way you treat your siblings, whatever it might be, I wanna challenge you to lay those things at the altar. Literally, just lay those things at the altar. Say, God, I give these things to you. I don't want them to be a part of my life. I want you to get rid of them. I want you to burn them up, take them away. I want you to destroy those things in my life because I want my life to reflect that I am in you. I want my life to reflect that I've hit the jackpot because I know I've hit the jackpot and I want to begin to experience you in ways that I never have before. I wanna experience your promises. I wanna experience more of you. And so I'm gonna go after you. I'm gonna build into my life these things that you want me to build into my life. I want to actively develop these things. During this first song, we're gonna, I'm gonna pray, we're gonna stand and sing. You give those things to him, then worship him for these last couple songs. God, thank you for all that you've done for each and every one of us. God, may we respond to you in this time, however you'd have us to respond. In Jesus' name, amen.